Welcome to Leatherbread, the podcast for fantasy football. Now, introducing your host, Hunter Slapdog Amaruso, and Matthew Scotty Hopemeyer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leather Brains. As always, I am your host, Hunter Slapadog Amaruso, and I am joined with my always famously handsome producer, Scott Del Rey. Yeah, I've been feeling pretty down about my physical appearance, so it really helps that you said that. Yeah, I, progressively, I'm I'm just going to get nicer to you as we continue through this process, and at one point, I'll probably just propose. Oh, well, you could just Thoughts. do that now. I would, I'd, I'd give you a good yes. You'd have to probably fight my wife for me, but you know, you'd hmm. probably win. Odds are. Yeah, probably. I, I don't want to, you know, step on anybody's turf. Um, but I, I want it to be a slow burn. I want it to kind of build up to that point. So maybe one day you'll get a ring from me, but we'll see. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, some things, nothing really happened to be honest with you, but some, some stuff did one thing in particular did. So let's just, let's, we're going to just jump right into the business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. There was one thing in particular that really stood out and it was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers loves the limelight. He loves being the center of attention. We all know it. And he did exactly that with an Instagram post that was um, a couple probably pages long in a Word document. Um, and it was 10 pictures of all of his love and his admiration for the Green Bay Packers, for his ex-fiance, Shaylee Wood, Woodley, Wood, Wood something. I don't know how to say her last name, that actress. Um, and it was kind of he he pictured it in a way in which he was leaving green bay what do we think what do you think do you think he's gonna leave uh yeah no surprises it really seems like the announcement that he's gonna be going to denver is only a matter of time um obviously still you you really think it's gonna be denver i do i think it's you know it's technically speculation but i think of all the of all the open slots i think that's gonna be the most likely that's interesting because um i had seen that uh the Packers had restructured one of their players' contracts, and they to to gain some cap space, and they ended up getting ten million dollars or something like that to free up. So, I I don't know, man. I think he's just doing it for attention. I think there's a decent chance that he stays with the Packers. I think that'd be cool. I, it, it'd be nice for him to go out the same way um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger did, where just just the the franchise guy stuck with the team the whole time. I like it when quarterbacks do that. Um, but I guess we'll see. I, I really do think he is just itching to leave. And I think, uh, you know, his behavior for the last several years has really indicated that. And even though he, he says he's got a better relationship now at the front office uh, at Green Bay, I, I just think he's he's realizing that, you know, they've had a good run there, but he wants a chance to get a championship right now. And I think his best chance of doing that is to get out of there. Um, and Denver seems like a great option for him. Yeah, we'll see. I, I really, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers, it would be cool to see him in a different jersey. Like the actual physical jersey, him wearing different colors would be kind of interesting. Because I think that plays a part, not a big part, but I think it plays a part as fantasy football players. Just seeing somebody in different colors is, it's a nice change of pace. <laughs> I think on, so, a, on, a, on a football level, that change of pace in a new place can kind of reinvigorate the player. Um, and I think he needs that a little bit right now. 
Um, so I really do think he's going to leave, but I, I guess time will tell. Yeah. I also had heard rumors about him and doing this like 12 day cleanse. I don't remember what it was called, but it was the weirdest shit I have ever heard in my entire life. It was like rubbing or pouring butter up his ass and just some weird stuff, <laughs> like an all vegetable diet. I, no, yeah, I'm being dead serious here. Like I, it's ghee or G, I don't know, something like that, um, which is, is some form of butter, I believe. And it's like he's cleaning out his whole body, and I don't know. He poured I, it I up his ass, know. though. That's for real. I think. I believe <laughs> sources indicate. I'm no doctor, so I want to preface by saying that. I got to imagine a but, doctor would advise against pouring foreign liquids into your ass. It's. I forget. I'll look it up. Uh, I'll look it up. Aaron Rodgers' diet, uh, because it's it is something weird, man. Uh, it's a 12-day cleanse that typically involves vomiting, laxatives. No, this is this is real. Laxatives, vomiting, and uh, the cleanse begins with a special special massage using specific oils that moves toxins into the gastrointestinal tract. That happens every day for three to seven days with each massage, followed by what sounds like a good amount of time in a steam room, so you sweat out the toxins. Next up is taking laxatives to rid the body of excess bile and improve the digestive system. Then comes a bunch of enemas. This enemas, which removes feces, urine, bile, and other extra, uh, extra shit that the body retains. And then four is the shodana stage, which involves nasal therapeutic stuff that cleans the sinuses, all that kind of stuff. Someone here, here's the part. <clears throat> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna clear my throat for this so our listeners have a full understanding. Someone dips their pinky in butter, also known as ghee, and inserts the finger into the nose and gives a nasal massage. And then, so maybe it wasn't his ass, <laughs> but then, <laughs> yeah, that's good, I guess. Okay, but okay, and then the final step involves the detoxification of blood. That just sounds like something you would need to go to a cult for. It's done through bloodletting, which is through the cleanse can include placing leeches on the body to remove a small amount of blood from the veins. That that's his, that is what he's been doing. So it's that, this ghee butter shit. That sounds fucking. But that, maybe that sounds exactly like something someone with way too much money would do. Dude, a hundred percent. Like, you see famous people doing shit like this all the time, and I think it's because they live such a lavish life that they're like, fuck it, man. Like, well, I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> they don't even know what real problems are. They're like, fuck, I got to create some real problems by having this, you know, this massage these leeches on my, my fucking, yeah, and these leeches all over my titties. Like, this is wild shit. So <sighs> That's quite gross. I am a firm believer that Aaron Rodgers uh, did shrooms in the offseason. I think that... Uh, that really changed his life. And, yeah, some psychedelics seem like the only thing that might convince you to do all that disgusting shit. I would not want to make... I don't like throwing up, period. I know you don't like throwing up, period. Mm, no, it that. quite terrible. Yeah, that uh, yeah. is disgusting. And despite all that, I, I'm still a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, although I have to admit that does negatively impact his standing in my head. Yeah, I just... Every time I see him throw a, a touchdown, I'm just going to picture him just him force vomiting all over the fucking toilet and his, his yeah, nose, it's, just, it's a bad scene his nose finger banged by some asian masseuse by ghee butter yeah 
So I would assume a doctor's on on there with him. I would hope so. I don't know. I it creeps me out. It's yeah. Weird. Well, if well not a lot happening. That's a lot of news. Yeah, it was it was centrally focused on Aaron Rodgers, and you know what? I will say this: he's doing a hell of a job. He is doing a hell of a job because we're sitting here talking about him. So, and there's so many other people that are doing the same thing. He's in the spotlight. Yeah. So that's that's we know he loves it. He loves attention, and we just talked about butter up his ass for the last five minutes so we're gonna move on yeah if he made it to this uh, podcast you know he's made the headlines so um, we're yes, pretty premium yes. here <laughs> all right uh so we broke down wide receivers one through ten now we're gonna do 11 through 20 um and just just some some very at the not we're not gonna deep dive but we're gonna talk about them and see do we think that they will crack that you know be in the same bracket or better mm-hmm. or worse next year. So um first wide receiver, wide receiver number 11 on the year, Mr. Keenan Allen. And we're just going to go ahead and do the 12th one as well because it's followed by his brother Mike Williams, who are both play for the Chargers. Keenan Allen finished this last year with 16.1 point average and Mike Williams with 15.4. You have any thoughts on that, Delray? I'm just I'm interested because I'm looking at uh, Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros is a great great resource for fantasy managers, uh, and I'm looking at the expert consensus rankings going into 2022. They've got Mike Evans listed at 14, and they've got Williams way down the list at 33, um, which for is interesting this upcoming year. For this upcoming year, yeah, which is interesting because that obviously interesting. finishing the year they were neck and neck. Um, so yeah, I I don't know maybe what they know that we don't know, but they they moved him way down. I wonder when that was posted, because, or I don't know when they updated it. That is interesting. I honestly February twenty third is when it was updated. That's today. That's today. Well, seems pretty updated. Some son of a gun. Um, I think that both of them will probably. Here's the thing. I would love any piece of that offense from a fantasy perspective. That you have a young quarterback. Herbert's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and and both of those receivers are are definitely viable receivers. Um, I know everybody was on the Mike Williams train this year and I'm, and Keenan Allen still produced. They're both not very young. I don't think they're, you know, they're still going to be fantasy relevant. I wouldn't be concerned about them in the next year or two, but something to note, um, is I, I believe Keenan Allen's 29, I believe. And I think Mike Williams is 27. So they're both experienced receivers in the league. They're both very talented. And I do think that they can both, um, they will both be top 20 for sure, um, at least one of them. And I, I have a, a very strong feeling that they will both be either top 20 or both of them very close to top 20. So, Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I think that the, the danger with it is a, a similar danger that we've talked about in the past with other teams is, you know, you've got a couple guys there who are capable of hogging all the touches. Um, so it almost yeah, might like be a Eckler. good yeah it almost might be a good stack option for those two if it's uh, if it becomes available to you because um, there's a good chance that uh, they're going to combine for a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is on 13, Jalen Waddell. Jalen Waddell with the Miami Dolphins finished with an average of 15.4 points as a rookie. I love Jalen Waddell, and honestly, I could see him making a case to get into the top 10 next year. He is, he's, I mean, he, as a rookie, he finished wide receiver 13 on the year. He was, I think his ADP was like eighth round and you saw that return 
like at the very beginning. I mean, he he was the guy for for the Dolphins, and there's every indication that he will continue to be that guy. Um, Tua's going to be there. Where and honestly, I really haven't talked about the Dolphins a whole lot. I think the Dolphins are in a great situation. I like Mike McDaniel's. I like what they are going to do with that offense, or or at least the thought of what they're going to do with that offense. And I think Jalen Waddle's going to play a very very pivotal role in that offense. So. He's very young, very talented, in a good system. I could see him cracking the top ten next year. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree. It, it, there's something to be said about being the go-to guy with a dynamic quarterback. Um, we're we're all rooting for Tua down there, so I, I hope he starts performing real well. Um, I agree. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't look uh, look at upside on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver number fourteen, DK Metcalf, the scariest human being, next to Aaron Donald, of course. Uh, finished with an average of 14.4 points a game for the Seattle Seahawks. I just, your head out. What are you thinking? What I, are you thinking? Well, I'm, I'm pulling up his, uh, his stat. He's six foot three, 230 pounds, and one of the fastest wide receivers in the game. That is terrifying. Yeah. That is absolutely terrifying. That dude is just a freak mm-hmm. of nature. Yeah, he a hundred percent is. And, I he's young he's in a good system he had a down year this year he really did and it sucked to see because Russell Wilson got hurt he hurt his hand he came back too early had Geno Smith um it was just a really sad situation to see for Seattle um there's a lot of optimism around DK and I think there should be for the everything that you just mentioned he's huge he's fast he's he's got good hands I mean he's I will never be able to unsee him hawk down Buda Baker on that pick that right. should have been a pick six. Like, I mean, it's just it's stuff like that that you you gotta respect. I think he's a great receiver. I think he will certainly be in the top twenty next year. Um, but there is, you know, if Russell Wilson leaves right. and, and they play quarterback say. roulette, yeah, then at that point maybe he, you know, it depends on who's throwing him the ball in the future, but. I think he's talented enough. I think he's a top 20 wide receiver, and I think yep. he'll finish that way next year as well. Yeah, he's another one of those guys kind of like Debo too where there, I think there's just some value in, in having him on your team just to just to enjoy watching the game. He's just a, one of those players yeah. that's just a lights out, fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be looking to pick him up if you have the opportunity. Yep, yep. Uh, next wide receiver is Christopher Robin, also known as Chris Godwin. Um he finished a wide receiver 15 for Tampa Bay with an average of 17.3 points. He did have injury, so that that does play a little bit a part of it. Um, but what's your what's your initial thoughts on that, Delray? Same thing we've been talking about, man. Um, without knowing who's going to be quarterback in there, um, it, it puts a lot up in the air. Um, obviously, Agreed. yeah, obviously a great talent, but that's something that you really have to be keeping an eye on going into your uh, to your drafts or going into the following season. Um, because that's going to impact him more than anything else. Yeah, and, and Chris Godwin is a free agent, right? So hmm. he he might not even be with Tampa this upcoming year. Um, yeah. You know, he might go somewhere else. And, I, and honestly, I wouldn't blame him if he did because they don't have a, you know, unless they, the, and I'm obviously they're, they're going to be doing something and having talks about who they're going to try and get a quarterback. But uh, if it's not looking optimistic for Chris Godwin, why would you come back? Why would you not go somewhere where you can be viable? So, um, I think Chris Godwin is talented enough to see the top 20 list next year. Um, 
but it's it's something to make note of that he's a free agent. We don't know where he's going to end up, uh, and we don't know who's going to be throwing him the ball. So there's, I think, yeah, the talent is there. So I would I would say yes, he will still be a top twenty. Yeah, yeah. Are you concerned at all about injuries with uh, the ACL injury that happened? A little, but not enough. And, and you know, I, I say this, but it, and and our listeners are probably going to go every which way on this. But I think it really depends on you know from a from a fantasy football perspective, what are we doing with Chris Godwin? Are we in a dynasty league? Are we in redraft? Um, and, and what's your team's looking like? So I, I I can't sit here and speculate yes or no. From an injury perspective, no, I'm I I'm a little hesitant, but I'm not out on him. I think he the talent's there, and I think that. Uh, he would be a good good receiver to have. Yeah, so. I, I don't know a lot about his injury history, but what, you know, he's 26 years old. Um, you know, he's not. It's not like he's getting up there in age quite yet. Um, and you have to imagine that a young guy or relatively young guy is able to bounce back uh, from an injury. So and he's talented. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's something to keep in mind, but not a deal breaker by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up um, is the other receiver for Seattle, Mr. Tyler Lockett finishing with an average of 15.1 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I, I, the biggest thing with Tyler Lockett is he's another guy that finished the season well. I mean, he had, in, a, in the last uh, four games, I believe, I think he had eight touchdowns. Um, and so mm-hmm. he's someone that's putting up points. Um, so it all just kind of depends. It's, it's going to obviously depend on whether or not Wilson stays there. Um, but it looks like they really started to click toward the end of the year. Um, and if Wilson sticks around, you know, and- you might capitalize on that and it sucked it sucked for fantasy football because as a tyler lockett owner last year uh you know as soon as russ got hurt lockett was immediately irrelevant because you watch those two play lockett is is getting thrown those long balls and that's where he's racking up a lot of his you know his fantasy value is he's catching deep balls so that's a lot of yards and some of those are touchdowns so that's even more points for you so Mm. i'm gonna take a shot in the dark here and i'm gonna say tyler lockett does not finish top 20 next year um, and I, and I, I, I certainly think he will have fantasy relevance, but I would be surprised if Tyler Lockett finished top 20 next year. Uh, and the reason being is I, I think a couple things, and, and this is all contingent upon Russ staying where he's at. Um, DK Metcalf was not very involved this year. He obviously finished better than Tyler Lockett, but I, they did not utilize that big, scary man like they should have. And I think that if everyone there stays with Seattle, um, I think they're going to find more. I, I hope that they find more ways to get DK Metcalf involved. And I think that will bring Lockett's value down a little bit. Um, as I said, he will have fantasy relevance, so I'm, I'm not out on Tyler Lockett, but he's also not getting any younger. Yeah. Um, and that's something to keep in mind as well. Well, not to uh, not to uh, shit on our uh, our segment here, but well, really when we're talking <laughs> about between you know wide receiver 15 and wide receiver 25, really have pretty minimal difference um, in terms of their production on the field. So even when we're talking about being outside the top 20, it's not a reason necessarily to steer steer away from him because the point differential there is really pretty minimal. Um, So it's, it's, I agree with you. I think uh, it looks like fantasy pros has them ranked for 2022 as 18. So anywhere between 25 and 15 is perfectly feasible for him going into next year. Um, So it really just kind of depends on how it plays out, but not a reason to steer away from him by any means. I don't think. No, no. Um, this is just you and I bullshitting back and forth, giving our thoughts. So, um, which I guess is really just this whole podcast. Uh, next up at number seventeen is the young Michael Pittman Jr. with the Indianapolis Colts, finishing at an average fourteen points a game. You have any thoughts on this preliminarily? Um, 
I'm just kind of looking at what he did last year. I mean, um, he's I, he's obviously you know established himself pretty well within the Colts offense. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, yeah, he's the wide receiver one. Right. Here's the biggest issue with the Colts offense: Carson Wentz. That that is the biggest issue with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you have people like John Taylor who. Uh, incredible running back, and he's he's going to see 15-plus touches a game, as he should. So it, the nice thing is is Michael Pittman Jr., he's young. He's established himself as wide receiver one. I could certainly see him finish in top 20 next year because uh, the Colts almost – I mean, the Colts, they were – inches away from from making it to the playoffs this year uh-huh. uh with Carson Wentz who's not a very good they have a lot of youth around um in their offense and and I think that you know between Michael Pittman and John Taylor and and there's a, you know some of the receivers are also getting a little older so I I I am interested to see what the Colts do next year I really am because obviously John John Taylor's going to be a staple of that offense and Michael Pittman has solidified himself as that, that top target for Wentz um, so I, I, I do think he will finish top 20 next year. Yeah. And it's something to consider too, that, you know, obviously with John Taylor getting a lot of the touches, you know, fan, the, the obvious fantasy take might be, okay, well, how many, how many opportunities are these receivers going to get? But the truth is that when you have a running back, that's able to, to, you know, load the box on defense, it really gives you an opportunity yep. to score. And, uh, you yep. know, he, he put up over a thousand yards receiving last year. Um, you know, certainly someone who has potential to put up even more than that, especially if Carson Wentz can manage to not get injured. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like him. Uh, I do. Yeah. I think he is a buy if, uh, in a dynasty league, um, the only concern that I have is maybe some of those owners overvalue him, but, um, if they don't and you can get him at a decent value, I would definitely consider getting Michael Pittman because, uh, how I think he's 23, 24, um, it looks like. He, 24 young guy uh and and very talented so i i would definitely consider taking taking michael pittman if you can get him man this name keeps coming up and i feel like every episode we talk about him dj moore wide receiver for carolina finished with an average of 14 points a game i i don't know if we need to say that much because i think we've said it every single podcast yeah dj moore doesn't have a he he doesn't have a, a quarterback so um if Carolina can figure it out and they can get a quarterback, then I think he's sitting really pretty. If they don't, I I would I would be surprised if he finished top twenty. Um, yeah, he probably will. I I will say he probably will. He managed to do it this year, and he's he could be top ten next year if they get a decent quarterback. So, um, that's just a, it's such a tough one for me. So I'm just I. I'm going to just leave it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We've talked about him a lot. I mean, he had, he was a 78 for 133 on the year, just under a thousand yards, uh, but he only had four touchdowns over 15 games. Um, but again, you can attribute that to the, to the quarterback woes that they've had there. So if you're able to get a mm-hmm. good quarterback into the, uh, into the scheme, a lot of that could change for him. Yep. Yep. I, I agree with that. Um, wide receiver number 19, C D lamb with the Dallas Cowboys he finished with an average of 14.6 points a game hmm hmm what do we think <laughs> what do we think about that a lot of mouths to feed in that offense there is there is and that's <sighs> CD Lamb is young he's talented there's just a lot of mouths to feed yeah. that offense, I think that's he, tough he's a free agent isn't he 
I think he is a free agent uh, in the offseason here. So I guess there's a chance he ends up somewhere else. Or no, I'm sorry. Is no, he? no, Gallup is a free agent. I'm saying I'm sorry. Yes, I didn't think. I think C.D. Lamb was a – he's a rookie this year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I <sighs> He's in an offense where they, they have a, a superstar quarterback who should be a superstar that continues to underperform. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the Cowboys the Cowboys should have went to the playoffs yeah. easily this year. Like you look at that roster, you look like you look at what what was all around them. They're very talented. They had great players that just I don't know. I couldn't get it done. I would say I would I don't think he's going to I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. Yeah, that's cuz I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the kind of high quality um that's what our An- listeners want. They just, want me to- <laughs> they just want you to yeah. just not give an opinion. Okay, hot take. He's not going to finish top 20 next year. Yeah, I would agree. That's my hot take. I think there's a good chance he I don't he think doesn't. he's going to finish. I think he will be obviously have fantasy relevance. Um, my hot take is he's not going to finish top 20. He might be 22. He might be 26. He, <laughs> he might be four. But I'm going to say that he's not going to finish top 20. Last receiver. Mr. Brandon Cooks with Houston Texans finishing with an average of 14.5 points. That's your team, guy. That's my old team. No. Do not. Well, yeah. No. I think once you're a part no, of it, you I, can't really leave. Like, I think if I'm being completely in 100%. In. No, I, I'm going to say this, and I've, I don't think I've ever said this before, so why not do it on a podcast? Um, a small part of me will always root for the Texans. Always, that will not change. A very small part of me, because it was because you don't take take rape seriously, isn't it? No, 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 no. A small part of me will always root for the Texans, but they need to fix all their shit, and that's why I left. Um, Brandon Cooks, he's got a very interesting story. He does because he was with the Rams, and they came to the Texans, and then the Texans exploded, and he ended up being their wide receiver one. Um, in a system where when he got there, DeAndre Hopkins was there, Will Fuller was there, and he was going to be like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, kind of on, you know, on that cusp, and everything went to shit. Um, and he still, he's he did a great job with the Texans in a team in which was an absolute dumpster fire. He had a rookie quarterback, and he still managed to come up as wide receiver 20. He had fantasy relevance all of last year. He did, and he was somebody who... You you thought over and over again, should I start him? I mean, he's playing for the shittiest team, but he's doing really well. Um, he's not a free agent. He will be in the 2022 year, but I do not think Brandon Cooks will finish top 20 next year. Um, I think he will finish top 30, but I do not think he'll crack the top 20 because um, I think we're going to see some some youth come in here and some talent come in there and kind of take over. So. I like Brandon Cooks, and and I think that he doesn't have a great value, which could mean a buy for dynasty players, um, a buy low. But overall, I do not think he will finish top twenty next year. Yeah, again, I mean, we're we're to the point now uh, as we're getting into twenty yeah. and below, where it's it's really tough to gauge where they're going to be. But you're splitting hairs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think there's a good chance he doesn't end up in the top twenty. But you know, being mm-hmm. being the number one guy in any offense, there's value there. Um, so yeah. you just you just have to make sure if you're acquiring him, you're not overspending and you're being realistic about it. Yes, agreed. Um, cool, 
cool. Well, we have knocked out the top 20. I know that was probably not the most exciting thing for our listeners. Uh, so if there's anything you want to hear us uh, dabble about next, hit us up. Uh, we have some ideas for some stuff, but we are open to any and all ideas. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I heard it. That sounds like a new ad. Oh, That's cool. what it sounds like. All right. Yes. Yes. So, guys, football's over. And it's sad. I'm a little traumatized, and I can imagine you probably are too. And it's, it, it is hard to bounce back from not having football. And what's, what's even harder is trying to figure out a way to spend time with your friends in the postseason. If you're looking for an excuse to head to your favorite restaurant or bar, well then look no further. Trivia Scout is a brand new website that helps connect people to trivia nights near them with specific functions to get the exact locations, dates, and times of when trivia nights start and where at. It is an absolute no-brainer. Fun way to get together with the friends and shoot the shit, have some beers, and attempt to win a trophy. And no, we're not talking about fantasy football trophy, but a trivia trophy. Trivia Scout is adding new trivia locations daily and continuing to grow its database throughout the U.S. Highly recommend you swing on over to triviascout.com and check it out. You will not regret it. Wow. Solid ad read. Thank you. Thank you. Golf clap. Appreciate it. And if you didn't like that ad, more importantly, if you don't go to triviascout.com, then you are officially banned from the show. So that's high stakes. You better make sure you, you get over there. Oh my god, I was unaware of that. Yeah, go go check out Trivia Scout. It's it is a really really cool website. I have used it a couple times actually. It's it's a really fun way to um, to find trivia near you and and go grab a beer with the friends and play some trivia. So trivia overall is a pretty under <coughs> underrated um, activity with your guys. You know, it, it, we used to do it a lot back when everybody lived in the same town. Then everybody moved away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah. it is a, a a great time just to get together. Um, Try your best not to cheat. The best is when the the venue is very strict about making you put your phones away and they're running around yelling at you like you're a you know, yes. eighth grade student. Um, it makes it fun. I uh, I really enjoy trivia a lot. So Trivia Scout is a great resource, um, especially if you're new in an area or maybe you're vacationing somewhere. You don't know the area real well. Uh, there's always trivia going around at bars um, and different restaurants. Um, so definitely something worth checking out. And again, if you don't want to get canceled, you don't want to get uh, banned from the show, make sure you swing over to TriviaScout.com. Absolutely. All right, it's time for the mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. I managed to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I saw that. That was impressive. I had a lot of vigor in my face, but I did keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Oh, well said. Uh, All right, getting into the questions here. We are going to start off with a question from Hypersonic. Uh, He's uh, got, well, Dalvin Cook. 10-team Superflex uh, for 422 uh, sec... Wait, hold on. Four, oh, yeah, 422 seconds and a 24-second. Uh, he's got Jones, Eckler, Etienne, and Mitchell. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are do not do that. Um, Dalvin Cook is 26. He's starting to get injury-prone, and I would not do that trade. I think that Eckler is going to be an extremely viable running back next year, so you're fine there. Um ETN is going to come back, and there's a lot of hype around him. I think he is a uh, a solid wide receiver, or excuse me, running back to have. Um, Aaron Jones is one that I am not high on. He is older. He's also getting into that, uh, you know, we mentioned before, he's getting into that platoon with A.J. Dillon, and that kind of worries me. But Elijah Mitchell, 
he is one. My only worry with Elijah is the offense there, but as far as what are they going to do with him? Is he going to be the guy? What's going on there? I think he should be. He's extra. He's very talented. I'm not high on Dalvin Cook. I think he is going to uh, potentially re-injure himself, and I would not spend six in a 24-second, five- or six-second-round picks for him. I, I just wouldn't do it. I don't think he's worth that much. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah, that's a good thought. Moving on <coughs> to uh, forward historian, 688. Deontay Johnson or Kareem Hunt, Nico Collins, and a 1.08. I am going to lean Deontay Johnson on this one. Deontay Johnson does not have a quarterback, and that is a problem. Nico Collins has Davis Mills, um, and Nico Collins is young. He definitely has some potential upside. But Deontay Johnson, we've already seen what he's capable of doing. We know that he's hyper tar- he was hyper-targeted with Ben Roethlisberger in that Steelers offense, and he the talent level is, is very, very great. That 108 is appealing, and Kareem Hunt is also appealing, but Kareem Hunt... Was in a, he's he's in a constant timeshare with Nick Chubb, uh, which they both still have fantasy relevance in that offense, but it makes it difficult. It makes it difficult. He got hurt. Nick Chubb got hurt. I would I would stick with Deontay Johnson. I think that's what I would do. All right, moving on to Pike Peak. I don't know. That kind of sounds like a racial slur. Should I say that? Pike Peak. Pike. P y k k. All right, you're banned from P- the show for having a stupid name. All right, moving no, on. No, no, we're not <laughs> banning right. people. Oh, well, all right. Okay, so he says he's in a 14-man Superflex in a rebuild situation. Should he take Carr, 103, and a 114, or Lance in a 108? Man, a 14-man Superflex league, that is a lot of people. I mean, it, it, <laughs> you think about it. In a Superflex league with 14 people, you're playing 28 quarterbacks every single week. And, probably i mean some people are probably not flexing their really crappy quarterbacks but that's a lot of people um i lean lance in the 108 on this i think Derek carr is a feasible qb2 in a super flex league um and those picks are certainly nice a 103 and a 114 lance just has lance is a risk but uh, i think he is a risk that is worth taking because if he hits, you have a QB1 for the next 10 years at least. Um, and a 108 is still not bad either. So Carr is going to be feasible for the next couple years. And the 103 and 114 are nice. But I think especially in a super flex where quarterbacks are everything, um, if you can get Lance and, and he does hit like a lot of people think he will, then I think you're going to be sitting pretty. So that is my thoughts. Yeah, plus that's one of those things like I talked about last episode where – uh, you're you're keying on a guy that's you know relatively unknown that's got kind of boomer bust potential um, and it's really nice to hit on those it's really nice to take a risk and have it come out it positive on the other side um, so some of those risks are just worth taking so I agree uh, yep I would I would do that all right moving on from illustrious ad two six one one pick one for a contender Kelsey Andrews Pitts or twenty twenty three early first. I think you know the answer. I know my answer, so you give yours, Matthew. Oh, my boy Travis. You're taking Travis, really? <laughs> who, who, by the way, has a, a, a stunningly beautiful girlfriend. 
as, as I learned wow. as I learned today. Wow. Teasing. Do we tease are we teasing some some things we're gonna be doing down the road? Um <laughs> We're not doing Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. Well we're, yeah. I, obviously we great. Yeah. Well yeah, it would be solid. I would do it, but would yeah. it be worth Travis Kelsey strangling me to death with his bare hands? Maybe. Depends. He's a good, he's a good looking dude too. He he's is I dude. so here's the thing. I've had a conversation with my wife who is uh, she's a slut for Travis Kelsey, and I don't blame her. <laughs> However, uh, Travis Kelsey talks and dresses very weird. He he he's got he a does. weird personality. Yeah. He, he's sort of yeah. like Gronk in that way. Like you know, he's a he's a good looking guy, and then all of a sudden you hear him talk, and you're like, well, wait a minute, is this guy psychopath? Gronk. Ah man, if I had to listen to Travis Kelsey talk all day or Gronk talk all day, I think I'm gonna do Travis Kelsey because oh, Gronk. Definitely. Gronk, like I'm, I'm concerned that he doesn't know English like half the time, and he just makes stuff up. Like it's incredible listening to him talk. So yeah, he great seems, football player. He seems like a walking CTE study. Is kind of what his Gronk. acting, his acting with USAA is the most cringeworthy commercial I've seen in such a long time. It's like, oh, but I'm I'm special, and I'm like, <laughs> this is horrible. Like no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was a good impression. I agree. That is what it sounds like. And I'm like, why in the hell did you get Gronk of all people to do this? This is absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm taking Mark Andrews on this one. I think that, um, I, I, honestly, those are the two right answers. Pitts could go off next year, but yeah. Andrews just re-signed a four-year contract. So he not only is – and he finished tight end one this last year. Um, so he's – and he's in an offense in which he was getting hyper-targeted. Granted. Lamar Jackson was hurt, and so we had uh, – gosh, I can't think of the backup's name um, – who actually did – I think it was Huntley, Tyler Huntley uh, – did decently well, and but he was targeting Andrews a lot. Is that going to transition into next year? I think there's a decent chance. I really do. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is improving in his throwing, which is what you want to see if you are a fan of his. And uh, and I think Mark Andrews is, is the guy, but – Either one of those two, I guess you really can't go wrong. If you're contending, I would go Andrews because he's got a longer shelf life. Um, and, you know, if, if you don't hit it next year, maybe you'll have the pieces to, to contend next year too. I think Andrews is a uh, a locked-in tight end. Um, yeah, That's I, my I, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the number one and two tight ends. So uh, pretty yeah. much whatever you do on that front, you're going to you're gonna be good. Personally, as a Chiefs fan, I would love to have Travis Kelsey. I have yet to have him fall to me in our redraft league, which is very frustrating. Um, but, yeah, I would I would love to have Travis Kelsey on the roster. Yeah. I, Pitts, I like Pitts. I do. But if you're contending, I I would look at one of the other two. Uh, if you're yeah. – you're, there's nothing yeah. nothing wrong with Pitts, but again, we're talking about the number one and two tight ends. Um, so it's, yeah. it's and tough Pitts to not definitely, pick one of them. Pitts has the talent level to get to that point, um, but I, I would rather have one of the other two at, at this jet juncture. Nice. Good verbiage. Yeah. Thank you. It took me a second. I got there. <laughs> All right. Jonah, Jonah Knoll says he traded away a late 2023 first rounder for Jalen Hurts. Did he get screwed? Oh, Jonah. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Um, no, I don't think so. A late first rounder. Uh, here's the thing with that is um, a 2023 first rounder too. So that's, that's a little bit farther out. I don't think he got screwed. I think that if you can trade away a 
a pick for a proven, then you do that um, if if it's possible. Jalen Hurts, I mean, he did a great job this last year. I think he finished QB nine, um, which I, I look. He's not. A, did he do great for football? Football, no. But did he do great for fantasy football? Yes, he was a top ten quarterback, and that was in large part due to him running around the field. He's probably going. He's going to be their guy next year. So he's going to have fantasy relevance. Mm. I would do that. I, I think that, that you did not get screwed there. I think. Um, especially if it's a late now if it was like the first pick in a 2023 i'd be like i don't know because jalen hurts we don't he needs to prove himself and i think that this is a big year for him and the eagles is can he be their their guy going forward or not and i think that's this year is going to be um pretty big for him I, i really believe that so uh but initially no joan i don't think he got screwed definitely no i agree um okay sticky d man that is, oh, that is a classic name. I love it. Uh, Sticky D asks, Juju or Mike Williams? <laughs> uh, take a shower. Um, I am taking Mike Williams in this one. Um, Juju is a free agent, so we don't know if he's going to go back to the Steelers. We don't even know what the Steelers quarterback situation is like. If it's Mason Rudolph, he's screwed. I highly doubt it's going to be Mason Rudolph. But... Um, we, Juju's kind of up in the air, and I think Juju's talented, but he got injured. What's that going to look like? He's he's a little bit more unproven. Mike Williams has proven himself to be a great wide receiver. He's in a stable relationship with the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers are in a good place. They have Justin Herbert. I would take Mike Williams all day. Yeah, the expert consensus rankings have Mike Williams at 33, like we said before. They've got Juju all the way down at 52. So he dropped quite a bit with the uh, with the, uh, lack <coughs> the injury of, doesn't help. Well, the injury doesn't help, and then just not knowing kind of what situation he's going to be um, at this point in time, it'd be tough to value him um, in any real way. Yeah, it's it is tough, but I and I I think that he will bounce back, and I think he will certainly have fantasy relevancy. But I would take my Mike Williams in that one. Yep. All right, no click. Sticky D. Oh, sorry. Thank you for your question. Take a shower. Yeah, yep. Sticky D, you are most certainly not banned from the show. That's a great name. Uh, easy to pronounce, <laughs> comical. It's, it's the whole package. Wink. <laughs> um, okay, no, <laughs> no click 754. He's in a Dynasty 12-man Superflex. Hunter Renfro or Kirk Cousins? I don't like either of these. Um, I don't, but we have to help you. No click 754. And I am going to take Hunter Renfro on this one. Uh, Kirk Cousins finishes the QB 11, and uh, at this point, he it, it looks like he's going to stay with the Vikings, but his contract ends after this year, um, after the 2022 season. So, And they've already kind of speculated that that they're looking at moving on from, from Kirk. Um, Hunter Renfro, uh, there's, there's a lot of hype centered around him right now, and I'm probably not as high as all those other people are, but I do think that Hunter Renfro is going to have a longer shelf life than Kirk Cousins. Um, and Kirk Cousins, yes, he finished quarterback 11, so he was you were able to use him in Superflex. I think no-click, this really just depends on where your team is at. Are you contending, and do you need wide receivers? Uh, because if you're contending, then maybe Kirk Cousins is that answer for you. Mm. If you're not contending and you're, you're kind of just, you know, you think maybe you have a shot... Maybe sell Kirk Cousins and keep Hunter Hunter Renfro. I, I this is this is 
we would need a little bit more information about your team, but yeah. that's kind of my initial thoughts. Well, the, the biggest question I think is <coughs> what's your quarterback situation like? Uh, Cause if, if you can replace, you know, a bad quarterback or someone who's not getting you a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of upside with Kirk cousins as your uh, QB two, uh, you're in a pretty good spot, I think, as far as quarterbacks go, uh, at least for the yeah, next year. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah. So I, I don't hate it. I just, and Kirk Cousins isn't a bad quarterback, and he's got Adam Thielen, he's got Justin Jefferson there, so he's going to be making the throws. Um, I think we just need a little bit more information about your team, brother. All right, moving on to AC Hunter, 347. Which side would you rather have? Uh, Superflex PPR Dynasty. I'd be getting Javante. My running backs are Swift, Akers, Harris, and Edmonds. Javante Williams or 2022-107, 2023 mid to late first, and Damian Harris. That was my my little thinking jingle. Um, I I would get Javante, man. I think that if you can buy Javante, I think Damian Harris is slowly going to start teetering off. Um, and you're giving up a 2022 mid first rounder mid to late first rounder and a 2023 mid to late for Javante Williams. Um, if Melvin Gordon does not resign with the Broncos, Javante Williams is a top, probably five running back. Um, and he's young. He's very, he, he's, he's everything the Broncos need. Um, so I, I would, if you could get Javante, you have great running backs. I, I mean, DeAndre Swift, uh, is, is great. He's young. The lions need him. Acres, we saw what we talked about him a little bit last episode. Um, he is looking great after the injury. Chase Edmonds is also, I mean, all these running backs, you have not, I, here's the thing with running backs in a, in a dynasty league and it's super flex. So I, you know, quarterbacks are a little bit more valuable, but running backs are just as valuable and a good running backs are just as valuable. You have so many running backs that are instantly RB ones that you can play in and out every week. And at the very least you can use those as trade capital down the road. So if you can buy Javante, I would do it. And I think that you would, you know, based on the limited information I have, you are going to be a contender, my friend. Right from Joe is cool. One Oh one. Yeah. If you say some, cool. if somebody has to exclaim that they're cool though, what are the odds that they're actually cool? I'm going to say Joe is probably really cool because he listens to the podcast and he sent us a question. So, Joe, you're pretty cool. Mm. I think you're all right, Joe. Just fine. Okay. Tight end <laughs> premium league. Gesicki or a 2.05? I'm taking Gesicki in this one, and I think that's pretty easy. I'm actually, and I, I, I'm very excited for Gesicki, especially if he resigns with... Uh, with the Dolphins this year. He finished the tight end 11 this year. Um, and I, I think that if he comes back, he is going to have a great year. Um, 205 is unproven. Gasicki is obviously valuable as a tight end. And if he goes somewhere else, he will probably be used just as much as he did. Mike McDaniels, look at what he did with George Kittle. I'm not saying Mike Gasicki is George Kittle, but I'm saying look at, look at what he was able to do with that offense and – there is a chance that Gasicki gets even more than he did last year. So I'm excited for Gasicki if he resigns with the Dolphins. I believe he's a free agent now. Um, but either way, I like the talent there. And you're taking a 205, you're going to be taking a risk. 
Um, so I would take Gesicki, if, especially if you're in need of a tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it goes back to the conversation between proven or or unproven. And when you're talking about yep. a 205, um, <coughs> it's it's tough to, uh, yeah, it, it, you, you could be getting, a, in fact, there's a good chance you're going to be getting a dud at 205. Uh, so you might as well take yeah, what's proven. There's a decent chance, yeah. Yep, um, I, w- I would take Gesicki. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to the very last question here, I think this might be a good opportunity to tease uh, what we've got coming here in this uh, next episode. We've been working on a, a new project um, as we get into March here related to March Madness. Um, and we it's have. a project that's going to be heavily reliant on uh, listener support and listener participation. And let me tell you, it's not going to be sore on the eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very, very excited for this. And we will, uh, n- on in our first episode, our next week's episode, next we're going to yeah. unveil this. Um, and we're going to have some fun with it. So I'm excited for our listeners. I'm excited to do this, and I think you guys are going to have some fun too. So mm-hmm. um, that's a good little tease. Oh, this, yes, yeah. It's like the little salt, the the meme of the salt guy, just salt in the food. Yeah, that's that pretty is, much what yeah. this is. Well, if yeah, you've listened to this episode and you've been underwhelmed, perhaps this is the first episode you've listened to. And I got to say, you know, I'm very full of myself. Uh, very, you know, very overly confident individual. And I'm looking at this episode and thinking, well, this isn't our best work. So if you're listening to this episode and you think these guys don't know shit and I don't want to listen to them anymore, give us one more chance because next week we're going to come with we're something gonna that's going to, well, I, you may, you may be, we're, but we're definitely going to keep you entertained <laughs> at the very least. So that'll be good. That's All the right. point. That's the point. We want to, we want to entertain and we want to inform and give you our two cents. So that's, that's what we're here for. Well, let me just tell you that I worked for several hours on this project, and when you see what it is, you're going to think, how the fuck did you do work for several hours? But I did. I did it. Um, and so, yeah, we, we turned something very simple into something painstaking, and that's the mark of a good you know segment. So I guess we'll see. That is. That is. I'm excited. All right, moving on to the last question here. We have rulers of God. Well, that's an interesting I am name. afraid. I'm well, afraid. Not that only is. that, but he's referring to himself as though he's multiple people. He's he is rulers. I don't know. Seems like he might be banned for that. That is we'll, that is we'll actually a really interesting point. A rulers of God. It could just be like God owns a lot of like rulers, or it could be like a group of people rules God. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Something to, th- something to think about. Something to think I about. I guess. Dynasty, PPR Superflex, are you taking Javante Williams or my boy, Tyreek the Cheetah Hill? That was more like a panther. I've, I finally unveiled my first animal sound. <laughs> it was a panther. It wasn't even a cheetah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the difference oh. between a panther and a cheetah sound. So, Oh, I, I'm just assuming that's what a panther sounds like. I've never actually... I don't even know if I've ever seen a panther. Um, so I'm not sure. But... To answer rulers of God's question, I think I'm going to take Javante. I think I'm going to take Javante, especially in a dynasty. That's I think that's the main seller here for me is the fact that it's a dynasty. Javante Williams is young. He is going to be a workhorse, and he's going to continue to do so for quite a while. I would take Javante in this. Yeah. I don't disagree. As much as it pains me to say, I love Tyreek Hill, but I've, we've we've talked about it before. With so his many jerseys hanging feed, up in our our YouTube bar, that's true. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. really big fans of people who are accused of violent crime. Um, but uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill with uh, Go Kamara <laughs> uh, with uh, 
so many mouths to feed in that offense. It's just really hard to rely on him. And obviously he produced, uh, we look at the end of season numbers, we know he's produced, but it's, it's tough as a fantasy owner to put somebody in your starting lineup every week because you have to play him every week, obviously, Mm -hmm. but going in knowing, well, this could be the game where Tyreek Hill gets three targets. And what am I going to do? And he had some of those this last year too. So, um, yeah, Javante, I think, is a, is is who I would go with if if you could. So, yeah. um, but that's it. That's, that wraps them all up. Rulers of God it. finished it off. Man, what a way to go out! Um, please don't smite me. Uh, that's that is all we have, guys. Really appreciate you tuning into Leather Brains. Um, the only thing that we ask is you go give us a follow on socials. Especially, we are very very active on Twitter. Not only are we going to do something fun next week with uh, our little teaser there, but we're also, uh, I think we're going to start our jersey giveaway, our free jersey giveaway next week, and that is going to start on Twitter. So go follow us at Leatherbrains, and that is where it's going to be a free giveaway. We're going to do one every week for the, the month of March. It's March Gladness, and that's what we're here to do. Uh, we're going to bring some gladness to you guys. So uh, go follow us on socials. Um, and send us your questions, whether it be on Twitter, on wherever we are at. Send us your questions. We would love to continue to answer more of these, and we just need more of them. So mm-hmm. um, follow us. Interact with us. We're very, very interactive on on all social. And uh, follow and like our podcast, wherever you are listening to us. The five stars. I know Scotty's mentioned it before. It means a lot. Yes, it does. Well, and on top of that, we are uh – we're, we're on Instagram, correct? We are, yes. So our, yes, our new segment next week that we've teased is going to be a largely visual segment, and we're going to rely on following on Instagram and and Twitter in order to see the content that we're discussing. Um, so keep that yes, in mind. Yes, and it's going to be very very fan interactive, so we're going to need your guys' input. Um, so go follow us. Go give us that five-star rating. Subscribe to us because it does mean such a big deal for for us and we would really really greatly appreciate it if you enjoy listening to us uh banter and have some fun and and help you with with uh, fantasy football so that is all we got guys uh we really appreciate you tuning in and we will see you next time and we are out